Well, hello, Remnant Warriors. Thank you so much for tuning this live broadcast. I want to welcome everybody. Welcome, Gideon's 300. Welcome to the Remnant Warriors out there. Thank you so much for your tireless efforts, your prayers, your uh, notes and emails. I read every one of them, and it means so much to me. And thank you for your support, and thank you for standing with us in this very critical time in our nation and our world. Uh, today's broadcast, if you've never tuned into one of these, this is a question and answer broadcast. And the other day I asked you guys on Facebook and social media, um, you know, any questions that you have. So I want to make sure I answer as many questions as I can. And so I'm going to go through some of the questions and read them to you. Forgive me if I'm not looking at the camera as I'm reading, uh, but I want to answer these questions. And uh, I think that it'll help us all uh, in this time that we're in to kind of talk through some of these things because many of us have questions and you know we want to have a biblical worldview you know looking from a biblical lens type of conversation on some of these very important uh, you know conversations and questions of our time so uh, here's the question it says uh, I am an army vet and I was very involved in going to a lot of rallies and I was there in DC for three different pro-trump rallies including January 6th my gut feeling is that Trump sold us out. There were many options that he had to implement to protect our country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, and he did none of them. The whole trust, the plan nonsense, just kicking the can further down the road is just crazy, and we are being played. Trump was obviously better in many ways, but he is part of the whole deception that is having us uh, pitted against one another and uh, falling further into tyranny and confusion. He is even promoting these mark of the beast death, you know what, uh, and was uh, rightly booed on stage for it. He said, Satan is very clever in disguising his wiles and tricks. Trump's speech on the six was pathetic, lifeless, and no different from any other regular Trump rally where he had the opportunity to galvanize and motivate and encourage the patriots to stand behind the work for election integrity and our nation uh, nation's will that was stolen during the past election. Uh, Pence was also more obvious traitor. What is the real, what, what real feeling do you have regarding Trump betraying us? Thanks. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's a big question. Um, so I told you I'd take any question, all questions. And so I'm going to take this question and try to dissect it because I'm sure there's many of us that have some questions along these lines. So I'll tell you this, I'm still not there uh, with regard to President Trump betraying us. And uh, please listen to my explanation. But, you know, the Bible says you know them by their fruit. And if you look at the fruit of President Trump and his presidency, you know, uh, in most cases, he was doing things to try, try to put us on the right direction. You know, bringing back jobs, bringing back manufacturing, uh, having America first policies, which any president of any nation should be pro their country instead of pro-globalist strategies in the New World Order. Um, so I think, you know, if you look at the fruit of President Trump, he, he bolstered the military, uh, he was pro-religious liberty and freedom, uh, pro-life, uh, you know, all, all those different things. It's hard for me to believe that President Trump was uh, what some people are thinking as, uh, you know, basically a wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, I, I, I do want I broke rank with President Trump over the jab. I feel that, uh, you know, as a pastor, I have to stand for what the Holy Spirit puts in my heart. 
And I do not feel comfortable with this whole rollout. I don't feel comfortable with many of the things that I'm hearing from real medical professionals, uh, some of the reporting I'm seeing on the VIRS database and uh, things that I've had you know, many talks with virologists and different people over the course of the last many months. And so I formed an opinion and also based on discernment and what I'm hearing in my prayer time is I have some real concerns with regard to the way that they're trying to push this thing. Uh, they're trying to mandate it. I think people should have the right to choose here in America when it comes to what type of uh, chemical we put into our body. Uh, so I've been pretty vocal about that. I'm against uh, faith leaders and religious leaders uh, that are that are you know coming behind it and saying that you should get it. I think that that's a personal choice. I don't think that's something that a faith leader, a Christian leader especially, should be coming out and saying. Um, so that's where I, I will stand by that. I, I have serious checks in my spirit. I'm not going to get into the whole uh, why because the video will probably get taken down. Uh, but I think you guys, you know, are, are entitled at least to hear my heart on that. That being said, though, I think President Trump uh, could have had some reasons uh, why he took that stance. He was told by many, many people that that would be the only way to end the, the pandemic. So, you know, if you're if you're putting yourself in his shoes, uh, you know, he would want to initiate something like Operation Warp Speed to get this going to end the pandemic so that our country didn't have cascading and, and many, many different effects, uh, which we're now seeing actually in this Biden administration, you know, with the ports and uh, many of the labor uh, situations that are, you know, basically because of the mandates. Uh, but I think President Trump was more on the on the freedom side. He, he wanted us to be able to choose. Uh, he wasn't um, somebody that would have probably implemented any forced uh, mandates, uh, at least from a federal level. And uh, also, his, his geopolitical strategies, you know, when it comes to things that America was doing abroad, uh, you know, in Israel with the Abraham Accords and, you know, trying to bring peace in the Middle East, trying to end many of the foreign wars and, and really going against the military industrial complex and their plans and the globalists and their plans. Even when he went to Davos, you know, his speech was very, uh, very much about America being open for business, uh, you know, policies that are America first. He was going against the Davos group, even while in Davos, which really, uh, I think, ruffled a bunch of feathers while he was there, um, including Klaus Schwab. Uh, but that being said, I just, you know, all these things, and I've, I've seen a lot, I've spoke to people from his administration, I've had a lot of interaction with them uh, over the course of the last four years. Uh, I don't see that he is part of this deep state cabal or whatever you want to call them, the shadow government, the globalists. I, 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 don't, I just don't, I'm not there. Uh, I know some people in our community feel that way and that he let us down. Uh, we were not in his shoes um, when all this was happening during the election uh you know, um, the, the process between, you know, November 3rd and January, you know, where they inaugurated uh, Biden. You know, we don't know what the inner workings were. I've heard certain things. I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard certain murmurs, uh, but we don't know, you know, what was at stake. Um, I've heard some things along the line that there was serious threats uh, to certain cities and that the president had to make real big decisions uh, based upon uh, certain adversarial effects that people were threatening to do if President Trump uh, were to, you know, initiate the Insurrection Act or uh, were, were he to take some type of, of different type of stance. Now, I do think he could have gone further. I think Sidney Powell has also come out and said that and a few others. I think that there, there could have been things that he did that he didn't do. Um, I think Mike Pence, what he did was disgraceful. I think that they uh, should have looked into, uh, I know there was a PDF file that was sent to everybody in the Congress and both the House and the Senate uh, on the day of January 6th that was going to go over serious and real election integrity issues. 
And uh, unfortunately, because of what happened on the 6th, which we know uh, there's a very real possibility that there were agent provocateurs and there was an underlining agenda uh, that, you know, is not being reported in the mainstream corporate media about January 6th. And we have evidence, I believe, uh, that's my opinion, uh, but we have evidence uh, to suggest that. But that being said, uh, you know, that was a big uh, factor on that day. And I think that that definitely caused some of the people in the Senate, we know for sure, uh, to really backpedal and to go ahead and uh, confirm uh, the election on that day uh, when they shouldn't, when they should have heard the evidence, when they should have had, uh, you know, uh, Mike Pence said that we were going to have our day and it was going to be January 6th and we were going to be heard. And our concerns with regard to election integrity were going to be heard in the Senate. And that did not happen because of what happened on January 6th, which it would seem that that would be their strategy and why everything happened the way it did. So I don't see it as President Trump uh, was the one to blame for that January 6th. I don't see uh, that he was working, you know, as controlled opposition or that he's actually a a wolf in sheep's clothing. I think he really did try very hard. Um, That's where I'm at. I know some will disagree with me. Uh, I think that he's a man. I think that ultimately God has allowed this time so that the body of Christ could have the shaking that we're going through right now. We're seeing a separation of the wheat from the chaff. We're seeing a real rising remnant. Uh, we're seeing the ecclesia coming out from among them. And, uh, and I think all these things needed to happen. I think if we would have had a second term right away of President Trump, um, that, you know, we would have probably stayed in a position of apathy and complacency and there wouldn't have been uh, many, many things that change from the first term of President Trump, whereas now there is a shifting and a shaking and an awakening that's happening in a scale like unlike we have seen. And I think that could be part of a greater plan. Now, do I trust the plan and, you know, sit back and eat the popcorn? I'm pretty vocal about how I feel about that. I feel we need to be active. We need to be activated. Uh, we need to be repentant. We need to do, uh, you know, this is an if my people moment that we are in a moment of decision as a nation, a very important one. Uh, are we going to be a Nineveh or are we going to be a Sodom and Gomorrah? Are we going to go into captivity or uh, are we going to stand up and be the head, not the tail and repent and turn from our sin, turn from our unrighteousness, turn from the idols that we've made and, and really make some real changes? Because I think that's the Lord's heart. And I think he will respond to the prayers of the righteous. And I think that's why I'm out here banging this drum, beating this drum every single day, because I think there is hope and I'm hopeful. And I do trust uh, certain prophets and people say, well, name names. I can't possibly name the names. There's way too many real prophets out there. It's a five-fold ministry gifting. Most prophets that are real prophets are not these famous people. Most real prophets are people that you may not even know, but they're giving real prophetic words. Uh, there may be some of these people that are more well-known that are legitimate. Uh, I have a few friends that I would consider in that, in that group, uh, and they've given some pretty strong words. And some of these things have not come to pass yet, and people are questioning them. And I talked about this on yesterday's broadcast. I think... You know, the Lord responds to the prayers of the righteous. I think that, again, uh, you know, we can speak things into being. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? That's what the Bible says. So we can speak out uh, things according to what the Word of God says, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And, of course, they're always in sync with each other. Otherwise, it's not from the Holy Spirit if it goes against the Word of God. So I, I, I'm hopeful, uh, but I think we're at a critical moment. And I think there's strings attached, which I've been saying. I think there's things we need to do. I don't think it's just sit back and trust the plan and wait. And I do think that God is willing to intervene, uh, but I think it's going to take the church rising up in this very critical, crucial, and important hour. So that's where we are as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But I don't think President Trump's a traitor. I'm not there. Uh, I think he might have made some mistakes. Absolutely. Um, I I wasn't in his shoes. I don't have 
uh, visibility to all the intel that he was dealing with. I don't have understanding of some of the real threats that he probably had to assess and make a, a decision based upon those threats. So I think we need to be careful, uh, but at the same time, you know, always, always looking to see if something shifts or something happens or if he finishes well, he could still let us down. We don't know, you know, so don't put your faith in President Trump. Put your faith in God. You know, are we guaranteed President Trump's going to come back? No, but we're guaranteed Jesus is. So uh, I would be, you know, uh, not a pastor. I'd be not doing my job to tell you uh, not to be about the Great Commission. That's what we need to be doing. We need to get people saved and set free, healed and delivered. Uh, that's the main focus, the Great Commission. We've never seen a time uh, where it's more ripe. The harvest is ripe. People are hungry. They're looking for answers. They're looking for solutions. We have the answer. We have the solution. His name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus, the Christ, the King of Kings. So that's where I'm at. Uh, but great question. I hope I answered it, uh, you know, to your liking. And I hope I, I you know, helped in, in, that, in that synopsis. Um, let me go through some of these other questions because there's many. And I could go off and, you know, just go on on one of these questions because it's, there's a lot of there there in that last one. Uh, but somebody said, people are saying uh, we should prepare for hard times. I'm not sure about that. What do you think? Good question. Well, let me ask, answer that question. I do think it's wise to be prepared. Now, do we need to be extreme and become a straight up prepper? You know, listen, I think the preppers that are out there are probably going to fare well, uh, just like many of the people that were called conspiracy theorists and then... Uh, you know, ends up being that pretty much everything those people were saying had more validity than uh, some of the mainstream corporate media that was lying to us, right? And we, we've seen the credibility of the mainstream corporate media go way down uh, because people don't trust them anymore uh, because they've been uh, lying so many times and giving us uh, disinformation and propaganda. So people are looking to alternative uh, resources. And, uh, you know, some of the things that have been deemed conspiracy, many of them have come to pass. So it's hard to really say that you know, uh, many of these people that the fake news, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, is trying to call conspiracy theorists, you know, we're, we're, we're watching this as citizens, we're watching this as people of God, and we're saying, wait a minute, that person seems more credible than the news. Uh, so I think you probably have the same perspective that I do on this. Um, you know, I think we need to trust but verify. Uh, I think we need to test the spirits. I think we have to walk in discernment and wisdom. And uh, don't just take somebody's word for it. And That'll put us uh, in a good position for success. You know what I'm saying? But preparedness is always good in my book. Don't go overboard. Don't go out and spend all your money. But, you know, I would have some food on hand. Uh, we have a website, Remnant Food, uh, www.remnantfood.com. It's got some great storable food, emergency food. I would suggest everybody uh, has two months supply. I just think that's wisdom. If you never have to use it, then great. But if you do then you're going to be uh, one of the more uh, wise people on your block or in your area, and people are probably going to want your food. So you got to be careful, and that would be uh, another thing that I would say is prepare to have some protection at your home where you can protect yourself should emergency services go down. These are just wisdom. It's not about being crazy or getting too too you know overwhelmed with it, but the thing is, is I do think we're in a very interesting period in our world, and uh, there's many different things that could happen. Let's just be honest. So Preparing is good. I don't think it's crazy. Don't go overboard and extreme. But every household should have extra food, supplies, water, batteries. Uh, you know, a generator is good. Uh, you know, I think all these things are wisdom from my point of view. And do I have them? Yes, I do. Uh, I don't go crazy, but I have at least two months supply. I think it's wisdom. Uh, great question. Uh, Sally, you say, can we talk about Jesus? I want to know how Jesus would react to all that's going on right now. Well, great question. 
Thank you for asking that question. Um, I will say this. I always love talking about Jesus. He's the King. He's the Lord. He sits on the throne of glory. Uh, he's the creator of all things, heaven and earth. He's the Alpha and the Omega. There's only one way uh, to the Father, and, and that's through the Son, Jesus Christ. And so, um, hallelujah. Uh, you know, we should all be working on going deeper every season in our walk with the Lord. We need to be going deeper, uh, you know, growing in our faith, getting more knowledgeable of the Word of God. Faith comes from hearing hearing from the word of God, understand who we are in Jesus Christ, what we're able to accomplish. You know, the Bible says that what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. We can walk into a room and change the atmosphere. We can affect a situation. Some of you guys send me words that the Lord gives you about this ministry. I'm telling you, some, you y'all spot on. I mean, somebody just said uh, they were praying for me yesterday and they uh, talked about a, si a certain situation. I said, thank you, Jesus. God is setting up intercessors and uh, putting things on your heart, dreams and visions. This is all part of the time that we're in. It's an exciting time to be alive. Listen, it's the best of times and the worst of times. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. We were created for a time as this. And so I'm excited to be alive right now. What an honor and a blessing and a privilege to be able to represent the King, King Jesus. And so remember, he died on the cross for our sins. This world is dying, but Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the hope. And so I love talking about him, Sally. Thank you for that question. Great, great question. Uh, Hanson, you said, we're one of the families in America losing our jobs due to this mandate. I'm trying not to grow weary. And it's time to say goodbye to my back, uh, black lab. Uh, she's old and... Uh, and is giving me that look. Um, no worries. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I'm getting a lot of texts and calls as I do this, but man, I'm sorry about your loss with the, the black lab. It looks like, uh, you're about to put her down and I know how that is and that's rough. Uh, so I'll be praying for you, Hanson, about that. And then, uh, with regard to, uh, losing your job, listen, thank you for being brave and for taking a stance. Um, the Lord was showing me, you know, this whole thing is like the wizard of Oz, you know, it's like, you know, the wizard of Oz was a fraud. You know, there's, there's literally a, you know, a deep state or whatever the word that you want to use, uh, you know, shadow government pulling some strings behind the scenes and trying to make it look a certain way. And I really believe that this stops when the people say no more. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting time. We have to take a stand, definitely not be, not being violent, not doing anything illegal or stupid, uh, where we could jeopardize ourselves or, or, or mess up our credibility. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was very effective in taking a peaceful stance, uh, resisting, pushing back. Um, you know, there's an information war that's going on, coming out with facts and truth to the best of our ability. I obviously know there's censorship, uh, but there's platforms like Telegram and, uh, Getter and other platforms that aren't censoring, Rumble. And so thank God for those and our ability to communicate. There's a lot of great truth tellers out there that are communicating on these free speech platforms. And I'm sure at some point they'll probably try to go after us on there. But for right now, we're able to share information and God is building this underground railroad. It's an underground remnant railroad, I believe, uh, for, you know, to get us prepared and to share real information with one another. So, uh, great, great questions. Stand. Don't be, don't grow weary. Um, I know it's hard, but remember, we serve the King of Kings. We serve the Lord of Lords. We are on the winning team. You belong to the King. And he, he will not leave you and he will not forsake you, which means he knows your needs. And if you're being fired, he knows your needs. 
He's going to take care of his, your needs according to his riches and glory. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will he take care of you and me? I believe he's going to take care of us. I'm standing on that. I, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or go begging for bread. Hallelujah. And so your needs are going to be met. The Lord also gave me a word and said that those that stand for righteousness in this hour, you're going to not only stand and, and see a, a victory and a breakthrough, but I believe God is going to give you a promotion. Hallelujah. A promotion in the natural. And, uh, and you're actually going to see abundance. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're standing on those promises. Amen. It's a great, great question, Hanson. Uh, it says Hanson Cheryl. So we're standing with both of you or if it's one person, uh, but I'm so sorry you're having to go through that. And thank you for the question. Now, how about why the actor uh, for B is accepted as B by everyone? I'm not sure exactly what that means. I would say that can't be legal. Um, there is a difference in a stand in for photo op and actually playing the part. So even though it is an illegitimate person in office, an actor has allegedly stepped in to play the part. No one is talking about it. So, um, you know, Leslie, that's a little reach for me just because I can't confirm that. I've seen people putting out information saying it's an actor. I mean, obviously, you know, we've been standing for election integrity and we're not going to back down on that. And we've been very concerned about many of the findings that we've seen in 2020. And we've been vocal and we've been out there fighting and, um, you know, raising awareness and, and bringing this to the right people. And it's been a, a very big battle. And uh, it's an active battle. It's still happening and it's fluid situation. We need to continue to do this. Uh, but with regard to, um, you know, Biden being an actor, I think that's what you're implying. I don't have 100% evidence on that. Of course, I've seen people saying that, um, but I, I'm just going to be able to report on things that we can confirm. And right now I can't confirm that. Uh, but you know what? It, it's a possibility. Sure. Um, there's a lot of strange things happening right now, obviously. Uh, so, you know, I know some really prominent people that believe that and agree with you. And, uh, and so I don't think you're crazy or anything like that, but, uh, you know, we'll have to continue to follow that and see if we can find out more information that's a little bit more, uh, you know, plausible or, you know, substantial. And then I would love to report that. But we, we're here for a long-term relationship, not a short-term relationship. And so to me, that means, uh, you know, I'll tell you when I can guarantee you and say, yes, this is a fact. Yes, this is true. There's other times when I'll say, look, it's my opinion. And there's other times when I'll say, look, it sounds like a good theory, but I just can't uh, right now substantiate it, if that makes sense. So that, that's for me so that we can have a relationship and a rapport. I'm not just talking about the next couple months, but the next couple years and, you know, all the way through until the Lord tarries, because that's what we are. We're a remnant group of people that truly love the Lord and that are part of the, you know, we're the, we're the ecclesia, we're the body of Christ, we're standing together. And so we don't want to share, you know, information that we can't confirm unless we say, hey, this is just something that's out there. We don't know if it's true, but I'm not going to share it as a fact unless I can absolutely prove it, if that makes sense. And that helps my credibility. And hopefully we have a long-term relationship. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The next one says, uh, I struggle with uh, prayer in the secret place many days up early and I read my Bible and I fast and I pray for a few hours. Some days are so hard with work and kids and sports. I feel like I don't get as much quality time to spend with the Lord, uh, but I talk to him throughout my day and I pray uh, as I am busy. Uh, are there more blessings or does he answer prayers more when we spend time in the secret place? I struggle uh, with time to be consistent and to go deep all the time because it's hard. Great question, um, Alyssa. And let me just say this. Um, you know, it, I don't think God is like, you know, a time, time stamp. Like, oh, you know, I got in at seven and I'm out at 730. I think he's more concerned about having a personal relationship with us. And what I mean by that is, you know, 
There, there's a scripture and it says, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Excuse me. We never want to be a worker of iniquity. We never want to have the Lord say that on that great day. You know, we want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant, right? So in order to get that status, we have to have a personal relationship. And that means spending time. And the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So you want to spend time with the Lord. You want to spend time in his presence. But, you know, it's, there's no perfect like, oh, this is exactly how it needs to be. You know, and, and the same thing with praying. Like people say, well, I don't know how to pray. Just speak to the Lord like you would speak to me. Uh, Father, thank you for today. I want to come before you. And not only do I want to ask you for these things, and then you present things that you might be inquiring of him or asking of him, but you also say a two-way conversation. Lord, what, what do you have of me? You know, what do you have of me? What do you want me to do in this season? Is there anything that's grieving you, Lord? I want to make sure that I'm right before you, Lord. I don't want to grieve you. Convict me, Holy Spirit. Give me wisdom. Give me strategy. Give me direction. Uh, many different things happening in my life right now. I want to be in your perfect will, Lord. Show me. You know, guide me, direct me. That type of quality time with the Lord is going to set you up for success. And of course, being in the word of God, because it's, it's the word of God that, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. So we want to make sure we have that time in the word to be set up for success that, you know, we know God by knowing his word too, not just having those personal relationships and, 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 you know, interactions where we're, we're hearing his voice and we're inquiring of his Holy Spirit, but also reading his word. Because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. So, you know, knowing the word will automatically get you to know God better and spending time in the secret place whenever you're able is super critical. And I know you're busy, I'm super busy, uh, but sometimes if I can't do it in the morning, I'll stay up an extra 20 minutes at night and make sure I get that time at night. I wait for my family to go to sleep and I spend time with the Lord and I get on my face and I put on some soaking music and I weep before the Lord and I inquire of his Holy Spirit and it recharges me and it strengthens me. And not only that, but it also tells me what I'm doing wrong. And it warns me and it shows me if I'm off in a certain area. And that's just as important, I think, uh, because it helps us not to get caught up in sin, in traps of the enemy. It really takes... Uh, you know, our, our shackles off and takes our blinders off so that we can see from a spiritual standpoint. And I think that's what God wants us to do. So make sure you spend the time when you can. Great question. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. It's just making the time. And, and, and I know we can all do it, whether it's on our lunch break, whether it's on our drive to work. There's always somewhere along the, uh, during the day that we have at least 10, 15, 20 minutes to get into the presence of the Lord most of us live in cities where there's traffic. If you're commuting to work, you know, commuting to work was like my time with the Lord for years. You know, I had an hour there and an hour back. That's two hours a day where I could be praying and, and inquiring of the Holy Spirit. So that was, that was money. That was, that was awesome, right? So I, I think there's always a way. But, but thank you for sharing your struggle, Alyssa, and I appreciate it. Hopefully I answered your question. Um, Kent Cheryl Adams, you said, Psalm 34. I woke up this morning with the impression to read it. Uh, not quite sure about the whole story surrounding when King David wrote it. Well, I have to do a teaching on that because that's probably too long for me to get into right now. But I love the Psalms. David was uh, known as a man after God's heart. He was a flawed man. He fell uh, on many occasions, uh, but the Lord used him because he was a good repenter and he had a heart for the Lord. And I think many of us fall into that category. And so uh, the story of King David is an amazing story. God used a man that, you know, again, wasn't somebody that the typical person would think that he would use. You know, that's what he does. He picks people that are extraordinary that really wouldn't be our choice as humans, but they're God's choice. And, and, you know, I believe many of us are that, you know, people would discount us or say, oh, there's no way Pastor Todd will ever do that, or there's no way, but, you know, the Lord makes a way. 
because he's, he's anointed us and appointed us for an hour as this. So uh, I think that the story of King David is, is a great story, and it shows us that God is not a respecter of persons and that he, you know, ultimately he's the author and the finisher of our story and he guides our steps. And, uh, you know, King David's life, I mean, look, he fought the bear and the lion and that prepared him for, you know, to, to slay uh, the giant. And then, you know, later on he becomes a, a great military leader and then eventually the king. And uh, he had quite the journey of getting there. And, and, and so I, I would encourage you to study the entirety of this story of David. Uh, but I'll do a teaching on that sometime soon. Um, okay, Dave, uh, Ted, Pastor Ted, you said, Danger of transhumanism. Man, these are some good questions. Sorry it's taken so long here, but I think we got to go through these because they're good. Um, so, uh, Ted, you said danger of transhumanism. Yes, I do think that this is uh, one of the goals of the technocrats or, you know, whatever you want to call this group, the shadow government, the elites, the Davos group, the New World Order. There's a bunch of different names, right? And, and people will say it's a conspiracy. But one of the things that these people talk about pretty often, and if you look at their websites and listen to their lectures and things that they're talking about, it's transhumanism. And that is the merging of man and technology. And what I find this similar to is what was happening in the days of Noah. The Bible says that in the last days, it will be like the days of Noah. And they were splicing different animals and humans and, you know, all different types of really weird stuff that was going on in that, in that time period. And then there was the flood and it cleaned the earth, uh, you know, and it, it, it rid the earth of, of all the abominations in the, of that hour because there was so much wickedness. And we basically had a fresh start with Noah and his family. Uh, but if you think about it, though, this is what's happening now is there's a merging of God's creation. We're, we're children of the Lord. He made us in his image and likeness. And the enemy always wants to usurp God. And they use science and technology in some aspects where they are splicing. And it looks like they're going to be doing a lot more weird stuff. Uh, in the next couple of years, and as time progresses on here, uh, we're going to see some of this transhumanism agenda. And people are going to be merging with tech, and they're going to be having sex with tech. I know it's disgusting, uh, but this is what's happening, and, and we have to address it from a spiritual standpoint. And I will just tell you that that's still sin. Um, that's still sin. That's still unrighteousness. So we got to be careful, and um, this transhumanism thing's a big deal. And uh, I think it's, it's something that's really... Um, just a sign of the times because the Bible said in the last days it'd be like the days of Noah and that's what we're seeing. So great question. I hope I answered some of that, but look into transhumanism, uh, look into what it is. It's a very interesting subject matter. And uh, I think you're going to, you're going to learn a lot about where we're at and how late the hour is. Um, so great question, Pastor Ted. Uh, Paula King, you said, sometimes you can, can you teach in abiding in the vine and consecration? Absolutely. Great question. And, um, Yes, I can definitely teach on that. And consecration, you know, the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. And, you know, there, there's not a lot of teaching about this, but God wants us to be set apart in the world, but not of the world, right? Uh, you know, not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. He's, he set us up to have life and life more abundantly, but that's in the spirit of the Lord, living in the spirit, spirit, spirit form life. And so we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to, of course, give in our heart to Lord Jesus. We need to be about his business. We need to know his word and hide it in our heart. And if we do these things, the Lord's going to use us. It's like uh, the prophet Isaiah, send me, I'll go. Uh, that's what we need to do is show up, stand, you know, get in our positions, uh, inquire of the Lord, uh, be about his business. And if we do these things, uh, we're going to be fulfilling our destiny and our calling. And we're going to be in God's perfect will. Um, so consecration is key because if you let leaven in, the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump, you know, like in bread. So, you know, leaven is sin and we don't want to let a little bit of sin in. Obviously we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, but 
Our desire is to live in a consecrated manner. Our desire is to be people that are, have repented of our sin and unrighteousness, have turned from our wicked ways. And if we can accomplish that and, and, and stick to our principles uh, according to the word of God and how the Lord instructs us to live in a righteous manner, we're going to be uh, successful, not only here on earth, but for eternity, living with Jesus Christ, ruling and reigning, walking the streets of gold. Hallelujah. We're just passing through. So encouraging and exciting to think about no matter what's going on in this world, we're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ for eternity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and the salvation. Thank you, Lord. So awesome stuff. Great, great question. Okay. Uh, moving on here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, somebody said, uh, but yes, Paula, I'll talk more about that in the future, especially. Um, Janet, you said, uh, people need to wake up. I agree. We got to wake up, wake up guys. Uh, I think y'all are awake though. You guys are awake, right? Um, Jackie, you said Psalm 91 protection in the secret place. You know, this secret place thing, I'm telling you, Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the almighty shall abide in the shadow. He that dwells in the secret place shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. Sorry, I botched that for a second. He that dwells in the secret place shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my strength. And him is who I trust. The Lord is good. He's faithful. When we go into the secret place, people like get it confused. What's the secret place? I just mean spend time alone with the Lord. Get in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Get, get recharged. Get strengthened in your faith. Go deeper in your, in your faith journey. Get on fire. Because that's the thing that's going to keep us going in this time. It's just to be fired up and not worry about the things that are going on in this world. Of course, we're activators and we're out there and we're changing the atmosphere and we're declaring and we're decreeing and, and we're walking in the room, we're binding and we're loosing and we're doing all the things that we're able to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know what? We're, our residency is not in this world. Our residency is in, in heaven. We're citizens of heaven. And so uh, living in the secret place just means filling yourself every day, spending time in his presence, in his glory. Man, I'll tell you, I put on a, a worship CD the other day and there was such an anointing on that song that I just started weeping in the presence of the Lord. And he started just downloading stuff to me. And I felt the glory. And it was a hard day. But you know what? I felt the glory. And when I left that room, I was so strengthened in my faith. That's what God wants us to do is to spend time with him. And when we spend time with him, it's on our countenance. People can tell. People know, yes, you've spent time in the Lord. I can tell. I can see. Hallelujah. That's what we need to be doing. Amen. Good, good question, Jackie. And I appreciate you, Jackie. You're, you're an amazing truth teller. And so thank you for watching and thank you for your question. Um, Pat, you said, Todd Coconato, could you please pray for my daughter, Julia? She's in the hospital with blood clots. Oh, I'm so sorry, Pat. And this is not, uh, not due to the V. She had an issue uh, for almost two years. Okay. So we're going to pray for her right now. Uh, Julia. So in Jesus name, I just want to pray for Pat's daughter, Julia, a quick healing. Lord God, that your angels would be with her. Lord, you say in your word, by your stripes, we are healed. And so we just pray a quick healing in Jesus' name that you'd send your ministering angels, Lord God, and that there would be a quick move of your Holy Spirit in that place and on her body that it'd be fully restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, this is good. Um, Lisa, you said, I'm with Jackie. Psalm 91, protection in the secret place. Yeah, this is important. We should be talking about this, you know? The protection comes... Uh, from inquiring of the Holy Spirit, getting those downloads, the things that we would not yet know, but God gives it to us. I'm telling you guys, there's so many times when I would have never known, but the Holy Spirit put something on my heart. He wakes me up in the middle of the night. 
you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, you know, and I, it was a divine revelation. It was something that God put on my heart and showed me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I could not have known without you. So that's what the secret place is all about is getting that divine strategy, that, that divine wisdom, that understanding that we can only get from him. Amen. Good, good, good. Awesome. Great questions. Um, let's see, Alinda, you said, how do I hear from God on my personal, what my personal purpose is? Uh, you know, what he wants me to accomplish gifts, what, what he wants me to use, where I'm going to live. Also, I get so confused. I want clear guidance. I'm in my fifties, a late bloomer. All right, Alinda. So first of all, you know, thank God for you. Thank God for your life. Uh, the Lord's, uh, you know, calling on your life is still the same. Uh, you know, he's called you for a time as this. He's made you fearfully and wonderfully. His promise is hope in a future. Yes and amen. Um, so, you know, first we need to do is just get rid of all the negative things that people have said over the years, things that people may have declared over your life. You're going to fail. You're not going to make it, blah, blah, blah. Throw those things away. Those are not of the Lord. They're lies from the pit of hell. Start speaking truth over your life. I'm a, per a person of purpose. Lord, you've created me for a time as this. Start asking the Lord, Lord, what can I do to be about your business? Every day, there's a seasonal plan, there's a monthly plan, there's a daily plan. Every day I wake up and I say, Lord, you know, give me divine appointments today. Lord, let me be about your business today. Lord, what can I do to best please you? These are all things that we want to do. And so great question. And you know what? We all have a purpose. You know, there's no reason uh, why we should feel like we don't have a purpose. We all have a purpose. Now, we all have a purpose as Christians to go and make disciples. That's the Great Commission. Go make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the Lord according to his word. You know, if we just do that, that's purpose right there. Every one of us has that purpose to be the salt and the light, uh, to be representatives of Jesus. What an honor, right? Um, you know, to go out and lay hands on the sick and, you know, tell people about the good news. John three sixteen. So all of us have that purpose, but we also have unique individual purposes. Like for instance, I'm walking out my calling right now. These videos, things that I do in the ministry, these are things that the Lord has put on our heart as a ministry, as me, as my family, my, as a pastor, to do these things. That's my calling. I'm walking out my calling. You may have a different calling. Your calling could be to be a, a pediatrician. Your calling could be to be a teacher. Your calling could be to be a parent. Um, you might have multiple things that God's called you to do. I, I operate in multiple different gifts and multiple different roles. You know, I'm the president of Religious Liberty Coalition. I'm, a, you know, pastor, minister of the gospel. I'm a father. I'm, there's many different things that I am, right? So you, you have that same thing. So you're never lacking a purpose. There's many, many things, but there's also things. Here's the easiest way from what I found is if you have something that you're passionate about that God's put on your heart. That's probably for a reason. You know, like I love music. And for many years, I was a worship leader. God gave me that gifting to sing, to play music, to play guitar, to play piano, you know, and I walked in it. And so God's given you certain passions. So find out what those passions are. There's probably a reason you've been made a certain way. You're unique. There's no one else that's like you. That's for a reason. God did that. That isn't, that isn't by mistake. Uh, you know, he did these things on purpose. So it's pretty easy to find out like the things that you're passionate about that burn in your heart. You say, well, Pastor Todd, I don't have anything burning in my heart. Well, then spend time in the secret place. Start fasting, start praying, start going deeper in your faith, start getting on fire for the Lord. And if you spend time every single day in the secret place, spending time under the anointing and listening to worship music and on your knees and praying and calling on, on the name of the Lord, you're gonna get purpose. You better believe it because God will not uh, let you down. He will give you directions. He will give you things. Hey, he'll put an idea in your heart. He'll put an idea. You know, I know so many people just got an idea. Remnant.news began as an idea. Uh, you know, the podcast began as an idea. 
I actually think I was awakened in the middle of the night and got the download for the podcast. And the Lord said, you need to do the podcast. I said, okay, I'll do the podcast. You know, now it's developed into something that we never imagined it would be. And we've done no marketing, but the Lord is faithful. And he, he's our marketer, you know? So look what he's done. It's a beautiful thing. He'll do the same for you. I'm no better than you. He'll do the same for you. You do have a purpose. Uh, if you don't know it yet, don't feel bad about it. God is gonna show you, but you gotta spend time with him. That's the best way to find out uh, your unique calling and also our our corporate calling, which is to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. Amen? Great, great question. Um, and you can hear from God. Just just call upon his name and get in his, and get in his presence. And trust me, he'll put something on your heart. Uh, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He will speak to you. He says, my sheep, hear my voice. I believe you're one of his real sheep, the real, the real body of Christ. So great question, Alina. Uh, Tracy, you say, could you please go back and pray for me regarding the same struggle? Uh, so it looks like, uh, some other people are saying they have the same struggle about getting in the secret place. And so good, 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 good. Uh, I already kind of answered that. Uh, uh, Cynthia, you wanted me to talk about the Holy Spirit. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is just one of the aspects of God, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Some people believe in the Trinity, some don't, but basically the same concept of that God is three persons in one and that he's the father, God, the father. He's God, the son, which is Jesus Christ. And he's the Holy Spirit, which is the action or the, you know, how do we, uh, you know, get on fire for the Lord? Well, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we have divine strategy and wisdom? We're filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we get the Holy Spirit? We accept the Lord in our heart as, as Lord and Savior. And he comes and lives in our heart. And that that is manifest through his Holy Spirit. Uh, that gives us discernment, direction, wisdom, all that stuff, purpose, calling. Um, so if you're not Spirit-filled, I would implore you. And in, I say it's such a big deal. You know, ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Get on fire. Once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be like a whole nother world, you know? And so if you've never had an encounter with the Lord, today is your day. Get on your face. Go, go, you know, take a drive and go to a quiet place, park next to a, a lake or, you know, on a mountaintop or someplace where you could be alone and start calling upon the name of Yeshua, the name of the Lord Jesus, the Christ, and just say, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want to go deeper in you. Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I want to be anointed. I want to be a mover and a shaker. Hallelujah. That is the biggest deal. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, the Holy Spirit, and I think that's all the questions. Uh, so there was, there was quite a few questions that we got through today. Uh, if I missed your question, please write me, Todd.coconado, Todd.coconado at rlcus.org. That's Todd, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O at rlcus.org. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to partner with you and, uh, you know, help you in any questions or areas that you have as a pastor. I love you. I appreciate you. That's why I'm here. So thank you to every person that writes. And I'm so excited to be on this journey with you, to be going deeper in our faith. This exciting time to be alive. The best of times, the worst of times at the same time. The Lord is using us. He's, he's our rod. He's our staff. Uh, we are victorious in him. We're coming from a position of strength, from a position of victory. That's what the word of God says. Uh, I believe we're going to win. I believe we're on the winning team. We are. And so don't be discouraged. Don't grow weary in doing good. If you've got questions, go ahead and send them to me. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast, and we'll be back soon. God bless you.